Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like building a bigger pipeline with real customers leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this Deep Sales, and LinkedIn has built the first Deep Sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. Welcome to the Millionaire Mindcast, where we broadcast weekly interviews with millionaire minds from across the globe to empower you on your journey of unlocking a rich and fulfilling life. It's time to unleash your millionaire within. Now, here's your host, Maddie A. What's going on, guys? Welcome into today's show, Yo. Mr. Breedwell. What's up, guys? We are back. For Sorry, another Wealth Building Wednesday, there. and really, there ain't nothing to talk about except for this invasion and how it is taking the world for a ride right now. You know, my portfolio went for a ride straight up last week. Ooh, I mean, if, if yeah, if, if you're looking at your portfolio after this last week and thinking about selling, you mm. crazy. If you're thinking about buying, then... I got a lot of money orders to go put in. There is a lot of opportunity, I think, right now at least. I mean, all the risky assets are definitely getting worked over right now. What right? happens the is, have is been popped. I don't see any bubbles popping, but what I do see is on the days that the market's down, the risk assets are the ones that are getting burnt. And the haven assets, you know, the old school ones, gold um today the bond market today energy certain sectors of uh, real estate those are the haven assets and those are are doing well um the flip side to that is <clears throat> when the market goes up it is really going up because there's a ton of cash uh in money market accounts kind of uh, we're tracking rates or excuse me rates tracking numbers and volumes in the money market on institutional and retail side. Somewhere like when we were in the mid-90s, right after the, um, gosh, what was that? Not the credit crisis, the early 90s. But anyway, it's it's indicative that there's a lot of dry powder. And baked in under all of this kind of volatility that's going on in Ukraine and, you know, domestically with we're getting out of COVID, mask mandates are starting to be lifted. Conveniently, they're probably trying to get stuff done as yeah, fast that, as they can while people are distracted by Ukraine. That's big news. You know, um, I mean, that's a big deal. Congress <laughs> drops mask mandates. They noted mask wearing is now an individual choice. 
Yeah, I think, like I said to you earlier, I just think people are it's I, like, man, how, I, how do I tell people that I'm fucking weird? I just want to go give those mask. people a hug. I mean, well, I'm, they would probably run from you if they, you tried they, to. They, <laughs> that's they, the thing. They probably would. I mean, at the end of the day, dude, I'm not, I'm not gonna be upset I'm at not, somebody for I'm not wearing a mask or if they want to get the you know Jabberwocky, cool, whatever. Just don't mandate it and force other people to live how you want to live with whatever makes you feel comfortable, cool. Yeah, it's like the people that walk around with like the, the fake tails. You know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, like, like the, high schoolers yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Like you are now <laughs> into that bubble. <laughs> if you, you want to You now you want to be a fake okay. raccoon? You want to be a raccoon? Fucking pin it on and walk around. I mean, you're still weird, but power to you. So We've got some updates in terms of what's going on with the, you know, Russian Ukraine invasion and mm-hmm. how that's tying into the markets. Yep. Um, we got some reports and some testimonies happening this week that could tie into financial markets. Oh, with that being said, if you guys are new to the show, welcome in. We talk all things money on this podcast, as you guys already know. Oh, yeah. At the end of the day, it's important to be in the right conversations. You know, it, it was kind of interesting this weekend. I'm, you know, seeing a lot of, of course, right? Media is covering anything and everything that has to do with the Russian invasion. It's funny how all of a sudden, like, the obsessions over COVID, mass mandates, vaccine it's mandates. whatever gets the clicks, baby. We've all of it. that now is almost, like, evaporated into thin air. And it's all about the invasion. And we have to protect democracy in Ukraine. Biden can't even protect our own borders, let alone he's trying to go over there and protect the interests of, well, maybe his interests, uh, the United States interests, the global interests, uh, according to right everyone saying that democracy in Ukraine is such a critical piece of world peace. Well, they're not a democracy, though. That's they're big, not. I not. think that's a lot. Like This is what people... This is what happens... And why you come to the Millionaire Mindcast on Wednesday. Exactly. We have, we have all the we truth. We like to slice Sometimes the bullshit. Sometimes we're wrong. Sometimes we're wrong. And then, you know, we say we're wrong. But a lot of times we're not wrong. And something to keep in mind is, do I think uh, Zelensky is a bad guy? No. I think he's a pretty decent guy. Do I think he's a terrible leader? No. I don't think he's a terrible leader. But I will say this. he That's not a democracy. It's kind of an... I don't know what it's called. It's where there's like a, he's pretty much in charge and he takes kind of guidance from a house, but whatever he decides is what yeah, ends I was up what happens. Say, I mean, he's just like, you know what he is? He's kind of like a very, if a dictator actually was good, it would probably look like Ukraine because he's actually not a bad guy and he does have the best out for his country. And you will notice developing democracies, which I would argue they are developing towards a regular democracy. It's he's just his country's in the early stages. And a lot of times that's how it goes. Well, what Ukraine is how many years old as a country? Like 31. I mean, like not that old. They're, they're not that old. I, you know, depending on what information you look at, you know, at the end of the day, it's not a democracy. Like you said, no, it's he, not. Actually, he, shut down three new stations say, he's, he's, that were criticizing yeah. him. The the guy that was running against him as opposition in the election, um, he magically got jailed uh, for saying some certain things that were against kind of the quote unquote regime. He's got so, a Russian twist to it. I was gonna say, he only like you yeah. know that's that's they're gonna have a little bit of tail off, you know, until like a couple of generations go through there. 
it's going to look a little bit like Russia. But when you got George Soros and, you know, a bunch of these extreme, what many people would label as deep state type of individuals, donators, um, with a heavy interest and track record of, you know, having ties to Ukraine and their government and money over there. Um, it's it's interesting, right, to to see some of the stances that they're taking and and wh- what headlines media is pushing out. And while we say it's important to be in the right conversations, at least to get some, you know, maybe you know different types of opinions and outlooks because there's a lot of propaganda in my opinion that's flying around right now and people yep. are just buying into it which is just crazy i mean it, i i act surprised every time i see people like get kind of brainwashed i sometimes even get brainwashed myself depending on you know there's no way to wh- there's no way to fact check it and you know some of the stuff you want to be true but you just don't know i mean i was talking to you earlier about some of the things that i had i had seen and i did some digging and like Partially true, but somewhat overinflated. Definitely not true, like when when put in this context, but true information, but like put in a different context to make it not true. So there's, and it's happening on both sides. Russia's reporting to their people that they're absolutely dominating well, in they, Ukraine. They, yeah, they removed Twitter. They there was fifteen hundred citizens or two thousand, you know, people that were basically protesting the war. All fifteen of them got scooped up, like within you know a couple hours put in jail so like they are controlling the narrative over there for 100%. sure they are controlling what the optics and quote unquote truth you know looks like to them and their citizens and if anything it's just going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out cuz at the end of the day Ukraine remaining independent from Russia is a very big deal on the global landscape well then and the US and the world stepped up their rhetoric and their actions this weekend in response to uh, Russia's rhetoric on mentioning that they were putting their nuclear force on on response, which let me let me just clarify for anybody who's not familiar, that would be freaking really stupid for them to try, try, and I would say try because it wouldn't be successful, try to launch a nuclear missile. It would get shot down so fast. The eyes of the world are on them. So if you don't think we have India... Japan, Australia, all of our allies are not tracking that kind of stuff. I mean, that's not going to happen. That would be... You hope so. It just hope won't. Not. It won't. The one thing that we still have is the delivery of those types of weapons. They have to be put into orbit and then come back down. And that takes a long time to do. And it takes a lot of doing. And there's a lot of things that are indicative of that to happen. So I digress. The U.S. is finally in the EU are finally stepping up, sanctioning Putin, first of all, first, and then a couple of days later, taking steps to move them. Uh, and by them, I mean Russia out of the SWIFT banking communication systems um, so that they have a much harder time of transacting business internationally and even domestically. It just makes it so people don't do business with your country via your banks. Um, that, in my opinion, should have happened immediately. Um, it would have made a more had you know an impact what have it what would have done domestically for us probably made you know oil prices spike up really high and stuff like that and so i think they're doing a balancing act with that but regardless we're at the point where essentially we're doing that on that side with sanctions and then we're sending a ton of weapons over to um ukraine 
and by we I mean us and our um, um, strategic partners. Yeah, I know Germany, Germany, a bunch of stuff, Lithuania. Now I did read a report this morning that Germany is still allowing and doing business with Russia via the SWIFT banking system because they're so dependent on them. So we'll, they're still in talks today with the EU, but Germany has to essentially... I was, was going to say, what's going to happen with that? Because I know a lot of... They're talking about essentially, you know, basically removing them from the SWIFT banking system, at least Russia, which would really handcuff them in a lot of ways, right? Yeah, well, yes. It would, but it would also it would also make it hard for us to get relief for stuff to the areas that we need it and, and so it's it's a two-edged double-edged sword right it would do more damage probably to russia than us domestically but it would do damage to both sides yeah and so i think the, the upfront repercussions and the fact that ukraine is doing so well and kind of holding even though there's little out small cities falling and being occupied by russian forces uh, overall Russia is not doing very good in their uh, occupation in Ukraine. And I mentioned this a couple weeks ago when I, when I mentioned how terrible they were when they tried to overtake Georgia. I mean, they're just, their military is garbage. Um, so Ukraine is doing a very good job of holding their own. And I want Ukraine to hold their own. Um, I was even mentioning the other day, if Ukraine pushed Russia back, I wouldn't, I would feel brazen enough to push if I was Ukrainian, push all the way to Moscow just to show them, you know, don't fuck around with us anymore. We are not playing with you. So I would push all the way to Moscow and take Moscow from them. You want to push to Kiev and take Kiev? How about we take some Moscow from you? That's probably not what's going to happen. But I, I just, I ultimately think, and I said this before, I think Ukraine is going to be Putin's Afghanistan, especially with the world response that he's gotten. We, when we went in Afghanistan, yeah, people didn't like it, but everybody was still buying U.S. treasuries and doing all this stuff. Dude, the world is like, the world is way, way not down with what Putin is doing. And I think that's going to be an, you know, an indication to China and Taiwan to show their, what, what you can expect. Now, I will tell you this, China's military is much farther advanced. Yes. Much more robust. Um, Russia, just people look at Russia on a map and they see a lot of landmass and they equate that to them being powerful. They're really not that. Most of the country is uninhabitable. They're really a young country that's already failed before uh, a couple times through multiple regimes. Um, they blew their load in, in World War I and World War II, essentially trying to help the allies. And they've never really recovered from it. So I... Russia just has this goal and this kind of, you know, fantasy of being a world domination, dominating power, and it just will never happen. They don't have the money. They don't have well, the and I know infrastructure. China, and I kind of actually did some stuff this last week, sanction-wise as well, that really kind of showed they weren't as supportive of what, you know, Russia was doing in general. But at the end of the day, I think, like you said, China's paying attention. Well, they also shared they shared satellite imagery of Ukrainian forces moving with Russia as well. So that, you know, it's, it's shake your, don't look at the hand, you know, shake your right hand and put the left hand behind your back. Yeah. So that's, there's a lot of that going on as well. Well, I think it's important definitely that, you know, we continue to follow this and how it plays out being that, you know, there's obviously some 
big indications that come out of this whole outcome. Number one, if it sets a precedent, you know, for Taiwan and China, and it kind of gives China a tip of the cap to be a little bit more bold and brazen to do what they're doing. I think one of the bigger concerns is, you know, of global semiconductor manufacturing, 92% of it comes from Taiwan. And obviously, as we all know, semiconductors are the brains to technology, right? So no semiconductors, no cars, phones, medical devices, computers. You know, I would be much more concerned about China going into Taiwan. And I'm just curious if this is... We own Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing. Part of it. We do. That's a, that's a stock that we... I've, I love that stock. But yeah. if, China, if China takes that beast over... I don't think they will. Here's what I would tell you. that Taiwan has... I believe they have... I don't know if it's F-16s or F-35s. But they have U.S. military warplanes. That would be really... Can China do it? Oh, yeah. They for sure can do it. But Taiwan has a, a big red button to hit. They would do... A lot. They'd go. They'd go out swinging. Oh yeah, they're tiny. Don't don't get it wrong. And China would, one hundred percent, like take them over. But I think that we would actually come and we would fight in that war. And I think India would fight in that war for Taiwan. Oh yeah, there'd be too much. And I think Japan would fight in that war. Yeah, it would set a precedent of if you want something, you can take it. I think that what the world is pretty much saying nowadays is unless a country and another country decide they want to merge their borders the map is drawn yeah welcome to the, welcome to the how the world will look until something changes in a proactive positive way we're not really dealing with the taking over of countries by force it's the 21st century right that's why people are saying like i can't believe this is happening in the 21st century it's the diplomacy is supposed to lead the way is there always going to be conflict sure but generally, conflict happens in developing countries, not developed countries, because that's not the way that we do business. Absolutely. So with everything that's going on this week, we've got Jerome Powell testifying in front of Congress on monetary policy. Mm-hmm. Biden's given a State of the Union. What do we expect to see this week, and how is that going to trickle into the markets? I think a lot of the State of the Union, obviously, is going to be commenting on Ukraine and what world partners are doing to bolster them as a strategic partner, but they're not going to call them an ally. Um, talk about how Russia is, you know, you know, shame them on, an, on a world stage, essentially. I will say this, what a week, because Sweden is sending military aid to uh, Ukraine. And Sweden is neutral. I mean, to bring a a neutral country out of neutrality, essentially, that's a big deal. And then Finland responded to Russia and literally said, Russia, we'll fuck you up if you think you're going to come into our country. We have one of the largest standing militaries in the world. Come and get some. Come get some. So I think that what's happening, I think Russia thought something and that's not happening. Um, and that's going to be highlighted on Tuesday. And then he'll talk about the pandemic and how the efforts of them are making them come out of the pandemic. So he'll have some credit taking and stuff like that. It, and how it's important to still get vaccinated and boosted. And maybe they'll be brought to you by Pfizer at the end of it. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I don't know. But it's not going to be, you know, I probably will not. I'll probably look for the highlights um, because a lot of it's going to be filler about what's going on with the um, 
conflict. The one I'm more interested in is Wednesday and Thursday, moving into Friday. I want to see what the market does when uh, Jerome Powell is talking. And then on Friday, we have non-farm and private payrolls coming out. And that should be a big indicator of how the economy goes. If we have three good days of response from traders on that, we could end um, another positive or break-even week at least in a time when it's pretty choppy. But I am telling you there's a big bull market pent up under all of this um, stuff going on right now. Ukraine, Russia... Because behind the scenes, the stuff that's not getting talked about is all the earnings that are getting reported, and they're very positive. Quarter four earnings continue to beat and be well above expectation. It's just getting muted by the conflict over in Ukraine, which just means that things are staying really, 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 really cheap. So I have a lot of people that are loading up on stuff right now, which is fine if you have extra money to do that with. It's kind of like if you were loading up through the dip in February of 2020 and March of 2020. Um, I think we're going to have a nice rebound. And March historically has been a very big positive for stocks, um, minus 2020. Um, So we have more wins than losses on record through multiple different scenarios uh, with that. And I'm thinking that March is going to be a, a really good month. And if it is, I think that's going to push everything to the side with Ukraine and Russia. And we should start moving into the Q2 to recover all the quarter one losses and then three and four break positive. We've been hearing a lot more people talking about stagflation right now in yeah. the market. What are your guys' thoughts and take on that narrative? Um it's definitely just like hyperinflation still is a, a risk on the horizon. It's still definitely something that can happen. I don't see stagflation happening. I just see regular inflation happening because prices are going up. Um, stock market is ten, tens or still battling above the technical levels that we want it to. Um, so we're not quite there yet, just like we're not at hyperinflation yet. Um, but that's why each week, it's kind of a week at a time. Um, we take it in little bits and pieces and then look forward as best we can. And I would say right now, I don't have a, that as a concern for myself. I think that ultimately this is all going to work itself out, come out in the wash. And those who held strong, just like always, those who held strong Black Monday, World War One, World War Two, it's essentially going to pay off and then some for them. The pay, stock market, and this is an, a Warren Buffett quote, to a degree, I might be butchering a little bit, but it's a place for you know wealth to transfer from the impatient to the patient. It's that simple. As long as you buy quality assets and you're patient, somebody is going to be impatient, and that's when they you get to take their money. So we've had a lot of people reaching out, texting the word X-ray to 844-447-1555 to connect with you and your team. What are some of the most common themes and threads, whether it's what you're finding? or what questions they're asking about their portfolio? Way too much in equity uh, and really not good equity. It's like people that have been investing for the past two years that have never been through any market turmoil. And so they're like, man, I made all this money and I literally have lost it all now. So it felt good for the last two years. I have been listening to you and I thought that, you know, I would just do my thing on on my own on the side, but now I lost all my money. Uh, it's actually not as easy as I thought. Oh, man, I wish I would have taken some of my earnings. And this, those are the same people I would have been talking to 
nine months ago in the heat of the moment. And I'd be like, no, I know. And I, I, I literally keep, I particularly think about one person. I told you that one kid. And he was like, he was like trying to school me. And when I was talking to him on the phone, how he was going to, you know, hit it big with all these stocks. And literally the dude, if he, I don't know if he sold it, but he'd be down like 94% right now. So anyway, um, it takes due diligence to be a professional investor and a money manager like, like myself. And there's a reason that it's a career and that you need to be licensed and that you go to school for it. It's not just something you pick up. There's a lot of people on Instagram and YouTube and even those people make money in the short term and long term still don't really know what they're talking about. Day traders are not financial gurus. Um, And I'm not saying I'm some huge financial guru either, but I have a team that's doing a lot of research on the decisions that we make because we make decisions for the long term. So we have to do a lot of research for that. Making decisions on the short term is a little more risky, but it also takes a lot less research to do. Can I hold this for 24 hours is a lot easier than can I hold this for 24 months. It's It's a lot more research into that. So the main thing that I see is past performance was good. Current performance is terrible. And it's, it looks like they're going to go into the red. Um, a lot of people that had like Robinhood accounts, they're like, come to me. And the first thing I see is their whole account is on margin. And I'm like, do you know you're, you don't own any of these stocks? They're like, what do you mean? I put cash into the account. They're like, yeah, but they loaned them to you on margin. You still bought everything on margin. That's why it says margin, 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 margin. Oh, I was wondering what that meant. Yeah. So... Not only if these stocks go down, will you owe money? You'll you'll owe money. Or you'll lose money. You'll, you'll lose money, money and owe money because you have a loan out and it's at 5% per month Oof. on however much you got. Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze, how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group who are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey. So if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least $50,000 in the next year with commercial real estate investing, then this is your moment. These spaces are going to fill up fast. And trust me, this is the one and only time to be a founding member, which comes with some pretty special benefits. So head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now. Again, that's my first. 50k.com. You can head over there, check out the program, see everything that it entails, submit your application to join, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. Um, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing a lot of uh, bigger accounts for some people, and these aren't just people from like the X-ray, but other people from around that are having us, you know, my regular clients from my TV show and stuff. They're coming in and they're saying, 
You know, I had this guy like 2.9 million in um, municipal bonds. I mean, just shit municipal bonds, loaded municipal bonds. Um, so I'm seeing people that finally have a lot of money and finally are doing something about it. And then he's had those holdings for 13 years. So he, he j- just looked. Damn. So imagine just finding out you're paying five and a half, 3.25 to five and a half percent commission on all his deposits wow. for 13 years. I mean, on millions of dollars. Think about that. That's a lot of money. So the, um, and is that just a financial advisor literally just hoping somebody doesn't recognize and correct take I mean, advantage of them? The guy is not an idiot. He, he lives in a good area in El Dorado Hills, has a nice house, well off, doing good, retired, not an idiot. You just, you don't do financial planning. So how would he know where to look? So when I showed him that, I mean, I'm, you want to talk about somebody who was, he, I mean, the language he used to me, in other words, was, man, to tell you that I would, I'm pissed is uh would be putting it lightly so yeah it, it's, I mean, and he was like and that, and he was to the point where saying he was he was like i feel like i need to like do something i was like you can contact him your other advisor and talk to them and other stuff but like generally speaking that you've you've signed something disclosures yep, yep. You've, you've, it was you've, disclosed to you you just didn't you didn't know and, and that's, that's where and i i say it we say it on the podcast the, all the time the importance of having the right person yeah shepherding and I, your money i am not gonna I, I i can't charge commissions it's against the law it's breach of fiduciary duty um most advisors are not fiduciary only they're either a broker or a duly registered advisor which means that they're going to act like an investment advisor to you and then broker you the deal and a lot of people just don't understand that. And you make a lot more money in the short term being a broker, but you make a lot more money in the long term being an investment advisor because you just charge a low flat fee to somebody and they never leave you. Yeah. So you have a long, that long game. Um, brokers charge you 5% of your balance or sometimes or more, sometimes less up front. And then they're brokering you to another advisor to advise your money. And then both of you are char- both of them are charging you a management fee. You think, you know, how that's the whole idea of too many fingers in the so, pot. Mm-hmm. By working with somebody that is in the setup of like how I am, you just cut out all the middle people. We directly invest your money and you pay one flat low fee with no trading fees and no commissions. And um, it's pretty transparent. It's probably if people, if you ask somebody how financial planning works, it actually probably explain my setup. You give somebody your money and they charge you a fee. That's how it should work. Right. And that's how it works on our end. But that's not how it works with nine out of 10 financial advisors. What, what is the value of having all these extra people, like you said, fingers in the pot? Like, is there literally any value? And if there isn't- There could be, but generally it's, it's, only, it's only found in a hedge fund setting. You know, when, you, when you're paying a so hedge why, fund- why, why even allow it? Like, why did the financial world allow that to become something that the retail investor gets swallowed Lobbyist. by? Lobbyists. Why was, why, how, how, why, is, yeah, why does anything bad Yeah, why does all the happen, bad right? stuff happen? Yeah, it's lobbyists. Money. Uh, they essentially, Money. They, I mean, the, even the insurance industry has been fighting when it finally got pushed through for a while to have the BIC uh, clause added on stuff, which is best interest clause. Hey, buying this insurance product is in your best interest, not just suitable. And suitability and best interest are a whole different standard. Best interest is exactly like it sounds, is right now, does this the best that I could do for you? And can I prove that to a regulator? Yes. Perfect. Not, 
that Susie or John have $10 and this costs seven, so they have three left over. Boing, suitable. I didn't spend all their money. That, there's a complete difference. And most of the guys and, and gals, excuse me, ladies, that run around here have a suitability standard. They have to do what is suitable for you. I have a fiduciary standard. I have to do what is in your best interest. It's um, sometimes hard because people want to do things outside of their best interest. I promise you, at least for my clients, I don't budge. I just tell them that we have to do this and sorry, this is just how it goes. Um, but you got to be careful. I mean, I've showed you a bunch of people. I know, yeah. I know a person Crazy. who's sells insurance policies who hasn't even done it for a whole year, meaning he's, he has never, or they, I'll just, I'll be a little more. Mm-hmm. Using pronouns for them. <laughs> yeah. They have never, um, have even delivered an annual review. I mean, that, that literally means they've never even had somebody have a, had a policy for one year to even get a return on their policy. And they're going to talk to people like they they know what the hell they're talking about. And I promise you they don't. You need to do your research on the people you uh, you do business with. And there's lots of places to do that. Brokercheck.finra.org. www.iapd.sec. Or is it? It's, and you just go to uh, type in IAPD, Investment Advisor Public Disclosure. That's an sec.gov website. You can go to www.investor.gov and type in your broker or financial representative's name. If they don't show up on those websites, they're an insurance agent only. And then they're definitely not going to do what's in your best interest because all they can sell you is an insurance product. Uh, so this is all the stuff that I know. And there's stuff on Matt's side of the table that he knows. And it's super important. I mean, how many people syndicate? I know we know multiple people that syndicate. And a lot of those people say they do good and we don't not like those people. But I know that they are fucking their clients over royally with fees. And they're making a shitload of money on that. And they're maybe not disclosing how much they're making in fees. And maybe they don't have their money in the deal. And maybe they have had some deals fall through that they're not talking about. Yeah. That's a lot of the stuff that you should know about and you should make sure that you ask your clients. I, my clients lose money when we manage money. Uh, they do things with their money that sometimes doesn't pan out to what we expect, but we always set that representation or expectation up front. It, nobody is perfect, but you can have quantifiable expectations so that you're never ultimately overly disappointed or you're more disappointed than you should be. It's just not over-promising and under-delivering, which... Sure seems to be a very easy thing for people to do nowadays. And, you know, at the end of the day, when there are so many platforms, so many people, like you really just have to discern who you're basically, you know, I call it shackling your carriage. What what horse, right? Like if, if you're, you know, going to ride a horse around the track, you got to, you know, do the due diligence on who that horse is, what kind of track record they have, how many wins, how many losses, is there transparency? What do other people say about them? What's their reputation in the industry doing those things? I call it the I3 process, which is um, you interview them, you interview them, you interview them, you investigate them, investigate them, investigate them. Then you choose how you want to integrate, integrate, and integrate. I3, just going through that process itself will at least give you a little bit more peace of mind and comfort that at least you know you didn't just take it at face value or the fact that they made you feel good because damn, I know a lot of good salesmen 
and a lot of people who can talk and you go and look at their track record, you go and look at how they manage their own money, you go and look at how they live their own life and they're a fucking mess. We were, I was just talking about this guy uh, who with uh, Zach. I was talking with Zach. What's up, Zachy boy? Um, about this investor that we both know who I thought was just a freaking goon from day one. I mean, he's a person that um, he he's a younger dude. He lives by himself and he goes and he paints this picture that he owns a bunch of properties and does other stuff. And then literally something happened that was like, I even know, I don't know the answer to it, but I know it's a low-end real estate problem. Mm-hmm. I know what it is. I just, I wouldn't even know the answer. And this is me being honest. But it's something that if somebody of that caliber, he should definitely know. Right. And Zach was like, dude, I told the guy to go freaking kick rocks. Like, you should know this because you're the blah, blah, blah expert. And that guy even is getting exposed now because he he's running into basic Basic issues. I mean, just in general, people should, right? If you're going to put yourself out there and you're going to essentially put yourself in a position to take other people's capital or take their time, you know, whatever it may be, like a a precious resource to people, value that, right? Be a professional. Especially if you do it both at the same time, time and money. Yeah, exactly. Which is why, obviously, guys, we offer... The free financial x-ray for any of you that want to connect with Ryan and his team, just text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. If you're on, um, if you're an accredited investor and you want to look at more syndication deals, you don't have to invest in, you know, the deals, but you can get on the list. You can see what is out there. You can see how we position ourselves, what we do for our clients, what we talk to our clients about, you know, it's called the big boy, big girl investing rule. Whether you give your money to Ryan, whether you give your money to me, whether you give it to the next person, whether you do it yourself you're responsible for your money and doing what is necessary to protect it and to grow it. And therefore, doing your research, due diligence, aligning with the right people, it's always such a critical piece that I can't believe how many people overlook or overstep or don't even think about doing at all. And that's why we just like to bring that conversation to the forefront, making sure that you got a space and an environment with people that can at least poke some holes in things, be honest with you about it, Whatever you decide to do with it, that's completely up to you. But that's why we love doing this show. So if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to leave us a a review on whatever platform you enjoy listening to this content on. Text the word X-Ray to 844-447-1555 to get on Ryan's list Mm -hmm. and get your portfolio, um, you know, work through and get all the insights and answers and questions to your questions that you might have. Text the word deals. If you're an accredited investor, you want to get on my syndications list to that same phone number, 844-447-1555. With that being said, guys, we'll see you guys in next week's episode. Cheers. Cheers. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Wealth Building Wednesday. Be sure to tune in next week for more news and updates. If you got some value from today's show, all we ask is that you either leave a review on whatever podcasting platform you enjoy listening to this content on or share this with somebody that you know can gain some insight, some value from it. One of the things that you guys know about Ryan and I is You know, we definitely won't say we have all the answers and we definitely won't say we know it all. We just want to bring conversation to the areas, the topics that we believe are really important to bring attention and awareness to, to help you sharpen your ax, put more tools on your tool belt, weaponize you to make the best decisions that align not only with your financial goals, right, but your lifestyle goals. 
So if you guys want to take advantage of Ryan's free financial x-ray on your investment portfolio, all you have to do is text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. Most people have no idea what they're being charged from a fee perspective or really in most cases overcharged and whether or not their current investment plan is actually aligned with what they're trying to accomplish and by when. And this is something Ryan does for all of our listeners for free. So be sure to take them up on that x-ray, one word, 844-447-1555. Also, if you are someone who is serious about building your wealth and you're already kind of established, but you want to surround yourself with other like-minded, high net worth individuals, be sure to text WEALTHCAMP, one word, to 844-447-1555 to learn more about our intimate five-star experiences with other like-minded business owners and investors to cross-pollinate, to hear what they're doing, and to have a whole, a whole hell of a lot of fun while we're doing it. And last, if you want to know more about consulting or getting mentorship directly from me or from Ryan, you can learn more by texting the word MENTOR to 844-447-1555. With that being said, that's all for this week. Until next Keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your march to a million and beyond. Cheers, my friends.